0: I love it so much doo, 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 doo. <laughs> hi I am Sean I am the assistant editor for the Hornbook Inc and this is the hornbook podcast I keep messing that up <laughs> <laughs> because I can't remember that I was promoted apparently and today I have not Roger who are you oh <laughs> um, I'm supposed to introduce okay I am
1: Emily winfam I am the author of I'm the author of five books and the illustrator of over 90. That is so many. That is actually not normal, I don't think. It's not normal? It's really not normal. I
0: feel like there's someone else who's really known for being that prolific. Dan
1: Santat.
0: Dan and I I compare numbers all the time. Really? Yeah.
1: But Dan's like, I think he's around... 70, I want to so say. You're so you're killing him, is I'm what you're totally saying. You're destroying him. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we compare numbers constantly. <laughs> we compare how do you stay up at night? What do you do? What is it you do when your family needs you? Like, you oh know, we're God. just,
0: we're horrible at that. How many have you? So you've done 90 in how many years? 15 years? That is so, I almost swore. <laughs> <laughs> so many. It, it breaks down <laughs> to like seven or eight a year. How does one do that? Actually, the better
1: question is, why do publishers keep giving me work? If, you know, like, <laughs> I thought the rule was that you're not supposed to have more than one or two books out a year. Um, my guess is that I change styles a lot. Yeah, I was thinking about that just looking at yeah. some of your stuff today. So It's partly that, and it's also that I cross lots of platforms. So yeah. I'll do like board books for kids, I'll do chapter books for kids, I do graphic novels and picture books. So I think I can get away with a lot more <laughs> of it. And uh, I just, I mean, but that's that's like the, the 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 real question. Like, how did I even get as many books as that? How I actually do it
0: is, I just don't sleep and Clearly. I don't sleep and I don't sleep I and you just keep not sleeping. Yeah, you have a history in animation, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's your background. Yeah. What did you do? I was a layout
1: artist, and in fact, I was a 2D, 3D layout artist, and what that means is, so layout <laughs> artists... Just like a blank look. <laughs> like, like, it sounds really cool.
0: <laughs> what is that? Um,
1: so layout artists were in animation, um, they don't exist anymore in, yeah. the, in the traditional sense, or like, not so much anymore. Um, those were the guys that had to be able to draw everything very, very well. So mm. they had to understand perspective, yep. they had to be able to draw out of their heads, they had to be able to make things up really well. They had to be able to um, roughly draw humans pretty well. Okay. So they had to have the most diverse portfolio, but they didn't have to paint. It was all about draftsmanship. And the reason why is because in animation, um, a layout artist is sort of like a cinematographer. So mm. they get to lay out how the scene is gonna look. They break the scene up for the traditional animators. So They'll draw the backgrounds. They'll design where the camera is supposed to turn. They'll place the characters into the scene. Yeah. And then each of those um, parts of the scenes are broken up and sent to their perspective departments. So the background department would get the drawings, and they would paint from the drawings. And the animation, the animators would get yeah. the animation in betweens, and they would um, they would create the animation um, um, illustrations in between. So we were sort of like the the brain center for, uh, for the animation studio. And that's what layout artists did. What 2D, 3D illustrators did, um, we took it one step further and we would uh, develop models, 3D models, oh, wow. instead of just uh, doing the drawings. Um, and there were very few people initially who could go both onto the computer and design and who could draw. And at DreamWorks Studio was just where I worked. There were um, two guys, basically, it was me and this other guy um, who worked the entire department. And I look wow. at it now as though we were sort of heralding out like the end of an era, yeah. you know, and moving into the next phase, which is now all three D animation. Yeah, and it it did become very much that. And the great irony is that the better I got at my job, the more I realized like. I don't want to do 3D <laughs> <through the>
0: animation. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I don't really go good at this, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, so I had to step out while I was
1: still while I was still like having a good time at it. <laughs> Not only that, but in animation at that time, um, the department or the place that I worked at, they were filled with guys like, I would say like animation in the 1990s yeah. was uh, a great age and all these, m- mostly men, who had been sort of transit workers? They would travel from country to country, wherever the animation work was, and they'd set up shop like and then migrant for- animators, yeah, pretty much. And they they moved from country to country, uh-huh. and but they never stayed in one place until DreamWorks opened and and offered so many people these permanent positions that they couldn't get at Disney because Disney had all these career artists. Yeah, so it was it was an amazing time to go there. But I think I was 22 when I got hired, wow. and it, I remember just sitting down and realizing like well, this is the place that animators go to end it. You know, like, <laughs> this is you, don't, you don't want to go <laughs> any further than this. Like, this is this is heaven. And and I kept thinking, I'm 22. Like, this is not, I, I'm at the beginning of my, the end of my life at the beginning of my life. Yeah. I, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't be there. I just didn't feel like that was going to fulfill me artistically in any way. Yeah.
0: Is it Molly Idol who also used to
1: work for She did, yeah, yeah. She worked, okay. I think she was an in-betweener, I want to yeah. say. And she was there, like a year after I was there, and then I think she left uh, a couple years later as
0: well. We Like, we didn't stay long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not long enough to need the money
0: anyway. Yeah. The so how did you get into then, how did you get into kids' books from there? Like, you're already creating for kids, but it's in such a different medium. It was, uh, I think I'd always
1: wanted to do children's books. Yeah. Um, and I went to Art Center College in mm-hmm. Pasadena, and my teacher there was Marla Frizzy. Marla's gonna oh, kill really? me for telling you Yeah, I love Marla. <laughs> how can she, you not? How do you not I know exactly? But she terrified me. She was she yeah, convinced that. everyone yeah. you don't make a
0: living at it. You know, you gotta do it because you <laughs> love it. And I'm said just, the woman who now has boss baby. I
1: know. Right? <laughs> I
0: know. We are talking to you, Marla. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My husband worked on Boss Baby too. Really? Isn't that funny? Look
0: at this. I know and goes, she terrified oh, you she
1: did she terrified me and <laughs> and at the same time <laughs> she was the most encouraging t- she like she had um her publisher was hardcore brace when it was still hardcore yeah. brace and she had one of the editors her editor come to speak at the class and afterwards she told me afterwards like you know she she went up to her and told her that's the one like win is the one you have to keep an eye out for <sighs> And it was great. And what's funny is that that editor didn't even pick me up. It <laughs> <There> was another <laughs> editor. There. Of
0: course, that editor didn't. They were like, sure, Marlo would have <laughs> so, That's great.
1: But um, they they had a, a book cover contest at Art Center, and I placed third at the contest. And Michael Farmer was the art director who um, who chose me, mm-hmm. and he kept tabs of me while I was at DreamWorks. And then while I was at DreamWorks, they offered me like a chapter book, um, you know, sort of as a way to introduce myself to the field. Yeah. And the chapter book uh, did, uh, my work experience did well enough that they offered me a picture book straight out. And it was with, of course, Eve Bunting, because yeah. this is the practice. You, you get <laughs> matched up with someone who doesn't need all the notoriety. You know, you're, 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 you're just you're like jumping on someone else's bandwagon. Yes. Um, and Eve was great. And she loved what I did. Did and you work together at all? Did
0: you talk? We did not talk at okay. all. though. No. and that's that's, it, that's pretty common. It is, and so when you said she was great, I was like, oh, were you like discussing as you go?
1: No, she was great in that when the first book came out, I was still at DreamWorks, and the book did really well, and I think it won a couple of awards. And um, she right away said, like, you know, I the my uh, editor was telling me this that she was really happy with being oh, able to promote awesome. a new illustrator, so she wrote two sequels, like a sequel right away. <laughs> and with those sequels, I was able to say, to leave DreamWorks, like yeah. I was able to say, okay, I've got this under my belt, I'm not jumping into the unknown, I've actually got something I'm running towards. Yeah. So when I left DreamWorks, I, I had these contracts under my belt and I was ready to make connections with other publishers, so it was, just, it was just great. Like everything fell in place for me in a really lovely
0: way. On that note, I actually back a couple notes, but the discussion between authors and illustrators mm-hmm. note, I was looking at, um. so the book that just came out was Vampirine at the Beach, correct? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the April book. Yes. Um and so I was watch watching it. I was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> that thing, really. <laughs> I read so much and somehow I still forget the words <laughs> for reading. Sure. Assistant <laughs> <I'm> editor. Like, <laughs> assistant editor. <laughs> I mean, no. Are you sure you're an editor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was reading it and I was wondering as I was reading it that you have this um at, like i was reading it and i was like oh this is so cute there's this like normal family in with all the <laughs> monsters it's adorable why does he look so nervous oh he looks so nervous why is he nervous because there's monsters and i was like oh yeah he's a werewolf yeah. sh- sh- spoiler alert spoiler alert it's okay no kids are listening to this. okay that's fine <laughs> it's a, werewolf! It's a cute werewolf um well and so i was wondering about that because that's you know, it's this whole wonderful side story that mm-hmm. goes along with the text. Yeah. Did you just throw that in or was it something you discussed with Anne-Marie ahead of time? Like how no. did that, so how did that come?
1: This whole, the whole series was actually, a, it's, it's a great story because when, um I think I had been offered a vampire script a, a long time ago and I didn't yeah. like it and I told my agent at the time, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a vampire story. It'd be a lot of fun. And she she was kind of quiet she's like, you know, I actually have a script, but no one's bought it yet. It's my—it's yeah. like my one of my clients. Yeah. Well, you want to take a look at it and see. And um, they sent it over, and it wasn't a script. It was a, a how-to manual. And I'm fairly certain that Anne Marie's original idea of it had nothing to do with the story. That it yeah. was just supposed to be sort of a a humorous fake pseudo instruction manual. Yeah. Um, and then when she sent it over, and I was looking at it, immediately a story came to mind yeah. you know like for me it was a very clear idea this is about a vampire girl and in fact in my mind vampirina ballerina is me when i was a little girl <laughs> because when i was a little girl i took my my father like we were immigrants from vietnam and my father really wanted his children to succeed so yeah. he signed us up for a lot of you know classes that we didn't really fit into and he signed <laughs> me up for a ballet class and i remember Showing up on the first day, and I, I didn't have any uniform or anything, and yeah. all the little girls looked like butterflies. You know, yep. they had their blonde hairs and these beautiful bows and <laughs> pink tutus, and I just showed up in jeans. And my my dad's like, my, the teacher told him you've got to buy her a leotard. Yeah, and my father had no idea what a leotard was, <laughs> so he <laughs> went to the store and bought like a black bathing suit and <laughs> it had a picture of E.T. on it. You know, it was like it was horrible <laughs> with a disco skirt. And it was just like the most I was so I, was, I think I was seven, but I was so embarrassed to wear it. You know you would be like a
0: rockin' meme.
1: I know, right? I know. Someone took that picture now. I would have been so cool. I, you look and you're like that girl someone that's gonna be interesting <laughs> out of that whole group there. Um but so that was that was how I approached the story. Like yeah. for me it's like a vampire is really just just an immigrant kid <laughs> trying <laughs> to adjust to the rest of the world. They don't understand what she's doing. They don't understand why she eats these things. You know, like, and it, it fit perfectly for me. Yeah. And so I went to Hyperion, and um, my editor at Hyperion didn't get the story. Yeah. So it was almost like I had to I had to pitch the story to him. Can he, he kept saying, "Like it's a it's a manual. Where are you getting the story out of this?" I'm like, "It's not a manual. Like this is the story I'm going to tell. Just trust me that
0: it's in the pictures." You're like, "This is just the text. That's not yeah. the story."
1: <laughs> this is horrible. This makes Anne Marie sound awful. Not even else. a little bit. But no, we're no, we're coming no. around
0: to that. <laughs> but it was, it
1: was great. So, so once Kevin got the gist of what I wanted to do, yeah, I was able. What we did was I did like a slew of illustrations that sort of matched what she had, mm. and then a slew of other illustrations that didn't have. Words to make the story work, yeah. And then Anne Marie would get the illustrations. And then she'd sort of adjust some of the text to make it work, and um, and so just back and forth. But it was always through my editor. I never really met Anne Marie. And then, um, and then when the book came out, like you know, it it completely made sense, and it looked like it had been planned from the get go. was awesome. Yeah, it was great.
0: And so, is that what happened with this one too? So then? with this like, one too, it was um. The, did you tell her you were gonna throw that s- no, surprise in? No, what or? happened with the <laughs> werewolf
1: was she had it written into the script, but for the oh very, she did have it written in. for the very first book. I had told her that I wanted one of the little girls to be a werewolf and that she was, and that all this time she thought she was the lone monster in the class and it turns out that um, there's a werewolf. Yeah. And of course the editor comes in and he's like, and Kevin actually, the guy who we've dedicated the book to. Yeah. Kevin's like, it's it's too much. You've got too much story in there, but we're gonna work a werewolf into one of these books. <laughs> and so I think that's where she had it in the back of her mind, like, this has gotta be the book where the werewolf comes
0: into the story. To so Kevin, she, the werewolf who taught our vampire girl not only to dance but to fly. Go. Kevin um, was the Great, <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> so she was, she included. She was like, "This is where we're having the werewolf come in."
1: Yeah. So she, she. It's funny because I don't like taking art notes, and on this one, she actually sent art notes. And the yeah. first thing I had my editor do was like take the art notes out. And re- and my editor was like, "Well, there's only one thing you've got to include. There's got to be this werewolf in there." Yeah. I said, Okay, that's fine. We'll, I'll do that. I'll figure but it out a way. Yeah, I'll yeah. figure out a way. Like, don't tell me the rest of the story. And that's that's definitely how we work. And she's she's been great about coming in and adjusting the script and then she just always finds the right way to illustrate some of those things that's happening, you know? Like yeah. she just r- knows exactly how to place it in ballerina terms and werewolf terms <laughs> and vampire terms. There's a lot of terms you gotta <laughs> consider well, in the whole yeah, thing. yeah,
0: it's so, I mean, I, this is something that Mo Willems talks about a lot and I think that all authors and illustrators end up talking about, um, or at least all illustrators end up talking about, mm-hmm. is that you want you want the illustrations to finish off your text, and yeah. you want your text to finish off your illustrations, yeah. and you don't want any redundancy between them, yes. and you just very clearly do not have any redundancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is about as, <laughs> as like as simplified as you can get <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just it was I saw that and I was like that's so much fun. Who yeah. decided this? And so you did know that you would you would be doing that, but you figured out how you wanted to. Include yeah,
1: it. there were there were some things like the the monster carnival that she that she wanted to put in, and then that I definitely put in. Yeah. So I tr- I tried to respect what she had, but I think we've understood the way these books work. Like you you get to tell this part, I get to tell this part, and then there's a, a lot of working in between to make yeah. sure that they work together. Um, and it's funny because I've never met Anne Marie. So Isn't it crazy. Funny. I know. I mean, I've sent her artwork and. You know, I love these books and they're so much fun to do, but yeah, we've never met, it's crazy. But we've emailed and um, we've contacted <laughs> that way.
0: It's so funny because I mean, part of me wants to be like, man, it's amazing that we can do that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But that's how it was too, yeah. when you were still like posting things in, like yep. the authors would never meet the illustrators, it all went into the house and yep. that's all there was to it. Um, you are, what are you doing in Boston right now? Like, what did you do today? I am here to promote uh, The Princess in Black. So the, the uh, princess uh, in black, the princess which in when black is series. is this out already, or is it coming out soon?
1: Um, the one I'm doing right now, uh, promoting right now, is the the princess in black takes a vacation, which is already out. That's already out. Um, there I, is another one coming soon. There is another right? one coming in September. Okay. The Princess in black and the mysterious Playdate, Okay. Um, which I gave like a little bit of a spoiler to <laughs> to the girls. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say <laughs> any more than that. <laughs> But it's uh, I think it's number five. Are we number five? Yeah, I think it's number five in the series. So you were at schools reading today. I wasn't at school, I was at uh, the Girl Scouts of Boston, oh, cool. which was great. They had I don't know how many books I had to sign while I was there, and I <laughs> spoke with a fifth, no, um, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. Probably doesn't. about two hundred little girls, and then a public event afterwards. And it was great to be able to, you know, to meet up with the Girl Scouts yeah. because they're all about girl empowerment <laughs> and the Princess in Black is all girl empowerment. And yes, she is. they had um they all had capes that they decorated themselves and masks oh, on. And it was so just cute. it's so nice to look out into the, like the sea of future women of the <laughs> world, you know, like make your difference now. And it's it was great. Is
0: female. <laughs> the right in front of is you. Totally female. <laughs> that is really cool. So how yeah. long are you in Boston for?
1: Just uh, yesterday, today, tomorrow, tomorrow I think I've got a book event and then I'm out of town again. And where do you live? I live in Los
0: Angeles. Oh, so it's really gross here today too. (laughs) What is up with the weather? Come on. I know we had like, Marathon Monday was gorgeous. It was Uh, like 70 degrees and beautiful and then something happened. I know. It's raining again. I wanted to
1: go on the Boston (laughs) pizza tour and now There's a Boston
0: pizza (gasps) tour? Somebody
1: told me about, yes, one of the Girl Scouts. Told me about the Boston Pizza Tour, which is just a Yo, regular Freedom Trail tour. <laughs> yeah. But you get pizza. I wanna do that. You this. get like pizza. pizza from the best <laughs> I places I know. <laughs> a little pricey, but I think you end up with five slices of pizza. So hopefully you're walking it off as you go too.
0: That sounds incredible.
1: Doesn't it?
0: I really need to. That's, That's the Bummer about living in a city. Like I love Boston. I really love Boston, and there are so many cool things, like the duck tours. Yeah, like I want to ride on a duck. Why have I not ridden on a duck yet? It's crazy. I've been here for like seven years and I I haven't ridden on a duck. And I just like
1: we moved out of We moved out of San Francisco last year, and that last like a few months we just went everywhere yeah. it was like we knew we weren't gonna be here anymore yeah and to Fully appreciate your city was actually kind of depressing to know. Like, ah, we're leaving this place. It's so beautiful.
0: It's crazy how we just do like you just live in a space and you're like, yeah, yeah, there is all that really cool stuff nearby. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go home and you know, (laughs) look up the pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Eat something that's not pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I'll let you know. Yeah,
0: I want to hear about this. I'm really excited about that, (laughs) and I want to do it now. I was also so I said I was on your um. I was on your website and I noticed this. The only reason this, like, two things, really resonated with me. One was that you can't whistle. Mm-hmm. I also cannot whistle, mm-hmm. and I think that whistling sounds inherently sinister. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you explain that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> just like you think about it, I, I re- it really makes me nervous. <laughs> if you were in a public space and there is one person walking around whistling, what the hell are they doing? Oh. Like think oh. about when you're in a space that is quiet and then all of a sudden someone is whistling, they are coming to kill you.
1: Don't say that. <laughs> because like when I first met my husband,
0: he whistled all the time. And it wasn't inherently sinister? It wasn't, it was actually. Cause it sounds like it.
1: I just read it as like, <laughs> that's the happiest dude I've ever met. You know, like you were walking down the street. Woo, 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 woo. That's my whistle by the yeah, way. I that's my that <laughs> <now> whistle. <laughs> I know I'm actually kind of impressed by people who can whistle like cheerfully it's if you're in an empty alleyway and you hear a whistle <laughs> I get the sinisterness of that but if you're like walking down a beautiful boulevard and you're just like the sun is shining I'm gonna whistle <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get that I,
0: yeah I still don't I just can't do it um and then also you have on your website that you so you said you got lost in Africa so oh, yeah. what country were you in? I was in Zimbabwe. You're in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. And so the reason I, this one resonated with me is a long <laughs> while ago, I had a partner who was um, living in the Congo. And when he's in the Congo, one of his, one of the women who was working with him got lost in uh-huh. the Congo, but she got lost in the Congo for like six days. Oh no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> More like six like, hours. Because yeah, for me, I hear that and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> no, no, no. But it didn't seem like it was that because you like drew pictures about it. I did. Yeah.
1: I had um. You know, it was like during your twenties when you're yeah. just so full of like nothing's gonna hurt me kind of thing. Yeah. When you're magic.
0: Yeah, you're magic. Yeah.
1: Everything you touch is just it's nothing can hurt you. Yeah. And I was a uh, trap I'd been spending like three or four months traveling already, but it had mostly been through Europe. You know, you get into a town, you get a map, and just, yeah. you just you you march off. And when I showed up, it was in Victoria Falls. So It was right next to the waterfall. And I show up in this um, beautiful little hotel and the concierge guy, I go up to him, I'm like, hey, can I have a map of you know the area to walk around? He looked at me like, a map? What are you talking
0: about? Like, what is you're, this map you speak what's of? What's this
1: map, exactly. Like you're here with the tour, stay with your tour. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I just want, I want to take a walk. Can I take a walk by the yeah. water? He, I'm not joking, he pulled out a piece of paper and he drew me <laughs> a map like, this is hotel, this is road, this is water, stay by the water, that, that was all he did. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And yeah. I took a bottle of water and I took my sketchbook and I started walking along <laughs> the road. I got to the river. I'm so scared. No, it wasn't <laughs> bad at all, it was great. And, and So I'm walking along and what happened was, he told me, so long as you stay near the river, you're going to be fine. You won't be lost. yeah But I was walking along and I, I kept noticing these trails that were going into the jungle. And I kept thinking, well, there's hiking trails. Why would he tell me to stay by the jungle? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I want to go <laughs> in and see the animals. So I followed one of the trails in. And it wasn't until maybe 15, 20 minutes later that I realized it wasn't a hiking trail, <laughs> it was an animal track. Yep.
0: So these. (laughs) You're looking at me like, I knew that. How could you not know that, idiot girl? I'm just so nervous for past win.
1: I know you're alive. I'm dead. (laughs) But I I got thoroughly lost. And, you know, it's like the tracks that the animals take to the edge of the water to drink. So it was well worn and it really did look like a real trail. But I wasn't scared. I just kept thinking, I'll find the water eventually. It's fine. I'm going to explore a bit. And I kept going and I ran into a baboon. <laughs> and the baboon, <laughs> I found out much later, like baboons are one of the most dangerous animals. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like, how do you <laughs> not know
0: this? <laughs> but but I, didn't I,
1: didn't know I think it. I just inherently
0: assume everything is dangerous. So continue.
1: <laughs> I just, I was thinking. The, the Disney Jungle Cruise, you know, like <laughs> these things aren't gonna hurt me. I'm fine.
0: And then um, like is here somewhere, too, right? <laughs> I
1: know, it was a children's book illustrator. What did you think? Um, but I like I walked, I, I saw the baboon, I got super excited. I walked up to it, looks like, really close, and I started sketching it. <laughs> I know, I know. So you sketched it. I okay. started sketching it. It looked at me like I was crazy. I was yeah. told later that the reason why it didn't attack me was that. One, I had um, just a bottle of water on me. I had no food. And baboons will attack you if you have food. So it couldn't smell any food on me. And then uh, two, I'd been like walking in the jungle long (laughs) enough that I didn't smell that great. (laughs) So I didn't smell like the traditional kind of human, I guess. And then three, I wasn't afraid. And baboons can smell fear. Yeah. Like so dogs. all these. Things. <laughs> like, I can't look at you when I'm telling this story because, like, she's like my mother right I'll look, now. <laughs> I'll look
0: over here if you want <laughs> while you finish the story. Um, yeah, but I. So
1: I. I. W- I wasn't afraid. I followed it, and it landed in a glen filled with like 40 baboons. So on my website, oh my you can see that yeah. drawing of the baboons that I did. I just sat down and started drawing them. I was so excited, and they, you know, wow. they get really close and. And then after a little while, like maybe 20 minutes after my drawing, I could feel the ground moving like an earthquake, and all the baboons kind of looked at each other and they just they took off. And I thought, okay, what what's going on? Should I should I be worried here? I stand up and right where the Glen was, where they were all sitting, like a whole herd of gemsbok and antelope like ran through. You know, like in The Lion King, like when they, yeah, like, when, when Mufasa he, dies. When Mufasa is killed. <laughs> I freak out a bit at that, right? Okay, so, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> there's some some <laughs> level of you know self-preservation there, and I, I turn and I run the other way, and I trip over a log, and out of the log comes a warthog. Jesus! I know. <laughs> and the warthog, that one I knew was kind of going to be a bad situation because, oh, right? like, horns, right? Because of the horns, right? Yeah. They're they're not big, but they've got those really sharp tusks, and I I didn't quite know what to do, and I just like my immediate reaction was like. Be aggressive, like, mm-hmm. I was a cheerleader in high school. Be <laughs> aggressive, be, be <laughs> aggressive. And I just like launched myself at it, like, <laughs> like And it, it was so startled that it turned and it ran the other way. And I'm kind of like walking through the jungle, like, I got this, like I can handle myself, this is no problem. And I I start like walking a little bit further and further and further. and this point, it's like a few hours in and um, I'm, I'm starting to think I really should find the water. <laughs> and I finally get to like this, um, like a green, like a field of really tall, dry grass, like as tall as me. Yeah. And I can hear on the other side of the grass, the river. So I think, okay, I've just got to walk past this field and I'm good. <laughs> not even thinking about like snakes or whatever. That anything there. that's <laughs> shorter than you. Of course not, no, I'm an <laughs> idiot, I know. So I'm like, I'm walking through it and I look off to the side and I can see like the trees are moving, yeah. and I'm thinking like, what's going on? Like there's no wind, why is the tree moving? And I look and I see like the trunk of an elephant reaching up and pulling down the branches of the trees. (laughs) I'm like, oh dude, there's an elephant 20 (laughs) feet away. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of back the other way, turn and I look, and there's another one, and I count, like there's five elephants all around me. And they all have their back turned towards me, and again, I was told later the reason why they didn't like turn tail and run was because There was no wind that day so they couldn't smell they me. Smell you. And so I'm thinking and I'm idiot self that I am thinking like they're elephants, they're slow, right? Like they're not going <laughs> to whatever, I can <laughs> run past these fat dudes. It's all good. And of course they're not. Like they can run 30 miles yeah. an hour. And I found out much later by this this the, the guide that I went on my actual tour with, he just would not believe me when I told him like the story of what happened with the elephants cuz he's like, "No, no, no." If you get within fifteen feet of an elephant, they will kill you. Like they don't like people getting too close. Like they will I've And he, who'd been this self-professed like um elephant guide for fifteen years, had never gotten closer than twenty five feet. Oh
0: my God.
1: So he was he was just like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. But I went through the field thinking I could just, you know, run past these elephants. And they get all the way to the other side and there's this Huge elephant blocking my way. And he doesn't see me and I'm sneaking around him like a good 10 feet away from him. And the river is behind me and the elephant is is right next to me. And I, I think my foot hits a, a branch and it snaps. And the elephant turns and is like roaring on his two back feet. And I just jump into the water that's like filled with crocodiles. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And the elephant just hit the ground and I don't know why he didn't stomp me, but he turned and he went the other way. And that was it. Like that was my story <laughs> and my elephant guide just refused to believe
0: me. I'm like, it happened. I swear to God it happened. And How did you find did they find you like you got back into the like i just i once i got back to the river i
1: just had to follow it all the way back to the falls and, then and once, you were
0: able to know which direction to follow back yeah, to. yeah
1: yeah yeah by that time the sun was setting so i'm like i gotta head west i gotta head that way yeah so it was fine i, I made it back no problem but
0: yeah it was great ah! and, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And so on that note yeah do you have anything exciting things coming up that you want to talk about before we head out or anywhere you want to oh, suggest people boy. check you out
1: i i have <laughs> 90 books so i can't even remember what i've got coming out i have a let's see the princess in black is coming out yeah i did a book on frank lloyd wright on the falling water that's, oh, that's coming cool. out pretty soon it talks about the construction of falling water which is great the, I mean, the really lovely thing about my career is that because I do so many books, yeah, I get to do the the books that like everybody knows about, and then I get to do the quiet books, that, yeah, you know, that that get not as much attention, but that I I just enjoy doing. Like subject yeah. matters, I love. So I've got um the Frank Lloyd Wright book coming out. Gosh, what else have I got? I know I have a lot, lot more than that. I just can't remember what it was. Like <laughs> they just go in and out? <gasps> oh, I have real friends coming out with okay. um Shannon Hale. Um, and it's her it's a graphic novel memoir when yeah. she was a kid um so we worked together on princess in black and um it was another project that she had that she sent to me and uh and it's a great story um but i had thought initially that i'd have a hard time with it because you know shannon is she's mormon she grew up in mm-hmm. utah with like a middle-class family It was like nothing like what yeah. i experienced but the story that she tells is about like the tough girls the mean girls yeah and it's a story that everybody can relate to, and I felt like, if you just swapped out her Mormonism for my Catholicism, her, like, her <laughs> <laughs> Utahism for me, yeah. it was totally me. And it was, it was a, it's a it's a great graphic novel and, and that's coming out actually in a couple of weeks as well. Awesome. Is yeah. there
0: anywhere people can, you said you don't really do the social media, right? <laughs> I'm such you can, a hermit. You can send people to your website? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. my
1: website is 10 years
0: old. I'm so sorry. It's really cool.
1: <laughs> it's I did it
0: myself. I made yeah. it myself. Yeah, oh. I believe you. It's awesome. That's why I have not
1: updated it in 10 mm-hmm. years. Um, <laughs> Um, she's like can... it's really cool just leave it yeah fine. <laughs> there's that i'm on facebook but sort of incidentally i'm trying to develop like a hermit life like i keep thinking mm, people it will just have come looking a website, for me right? yeah i guess you website. don't want people coming to like your house looking website. for you i got the website <laughs> it's out there what is the website <laughs> it's <laughs> www.laywinfam.com and my name is horrible it's horrible to spell so it's l-e-u-y-e-n-p-h-a-m and that is pronounced laywin but Everybody calls me Wynn.
0: My (laughs) name is Sean. It's spelled S I A N. People are like, what? S I A N. -N. Nice. I like that. People do not get it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you can follow Hornbook in all the normal places um, HBook.com. Roger is on Facebook. He's also on Twitter at Roger Reads. I am on Twitter at Kidlet Chick. We have an Instagram, um, there's Pinterest, and that's all of those things. Thank you so much for being thank here today. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I know, it was good. <laughs> and thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.